Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is The Ramsey Show. It's where we talk to America about their life, their money, their work, and their relationships. I'm Ken Coleman. Rachel Cruz joins me this hour. We are here for you, 888-825-5225, Let's go to the Motor City to start this hour off. Mitchell is there in Detroit. Mitchell, how can we help? Hi. Um, so I'm trying to decide if I should focus my energy and attention on the career I currently have or switch over to um, the business that I currently have. So I I currently work as an automation technician, and I work for a great company that is very loyal to me and supporting me. And they're, they're sending me to college on their dime, but I have a contract with them for five years. So I, I have a commitment to this company. And uh, I do really love this company, and I think it's full of great people. But um, I read I read your book, Ken, from Paycheck to Purpose, and um, the the part where you talked about getting clear with yourself really, uh, it I don't know. I just had an epiphany, and I kind of thought that I'm not so sure that this is what I want to be doing for the rest of my life. And I just have this this inner passion for owning my own business. And I, I can't help but feeling like I owe it to society and our world to bring, put my best skills forward and, and do what I think I am the most passionate about. How old are you, Mitchell? I currently, I'm 20. You're 20. And tell me about the side business. So the business that I currently have is, is essentially like a marketing agency. I, I make ads for what is it's right right now. I only make ads for my own company. I, uh, I, I get with, I, so it's a flash business. I have suppliers and I like go out and find suppliers that have very high quality flashlights, bring them to the U S and then basically act as their marketing agency okay. and how much money advertisements and make, how long you've been doing it and how much money are you averaging a month from the side business? So I launched the website about a month ago, and I've probably made about $1,000. Okay, great. Well, first of all, I love your enthusiasm and your passion, and you read correctly. That is what I want you to do, and I do think that you have a unique contribution to make. However, um, I was once 20. It's hard to believe (laughs) when I say that. (laughs) When you said Mitchell from the Motor City, I thought, oh, his 20-year-old days were... Yeah. Far away. It's a very old man comment. <laughs> no, that's what they call Detroit. The I Motor know. City. It is Thank just you a, very much. Just a grandpa move. Uh, that's fine. I'll uh, take it. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> I can handle it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Mitchell, you're 20, right? And so um, you've got a lot of time and you also get this, this contract. How far into the five-year commitment do you have to this company that they're paying for your schooling? I'm halfway through the program, so I'm two and a half years in. Great, great. The schooling is three years, and then I have two years of full-time employment at the company. And and just so you know, I am fully committed to finishing out like five years. So I, so here's I the encouragement. I owe it to great, them, no matter what. Okay, great, because that's the right move. Um, and I also love the idea of you being 20 and you've started this thing, and you're a month in, because the reality is, six months from now, you may have another idea, uh, and that's okay too. At 21 or 20. This is the season where you've got a stable job. The great news is you like the work, you like the people, and there's tremendous stability here. So this is the season of testing and and exploring ideas. Uh, so my advice is stay the course. Let's try a lot of things. What you got to be careful of here 
is that you don't let your heart kind of drown out your brain here and, and talk you out of if you get some success with this, this marketing agency and sort of go, oh, I want to say, no, stay the course. Uh, build it to the pace that you can build it, given you've got responsibilities with school and work. And let's just see what else comes in mi- into mind as you think about the future. Um, but there is a day coming, I can see it, where you will be your own boss and work for yourself. But you've got to replace that income. You've got to replace the income. Yeah. And so that's always the mindset uh, it's very easy for young people specifically to obsess about the next and miss what you need to do in the now and then ultimately sacrifice the next. So that's my only caution. you got a, a really level head. I think you got a really good plan. Rachel, any thoughts here on, yeah, on, on I mean, this? You sound extremely mature yeah. uh, to be a 20-year-old. So I think Thank that, you. yeah. And I think like Ken saying, continue to grow. And I think even, you know, and you already said this, but honoring that time with the company and the investment they're putting in you, taking you through school and all of that. And even that in and of itself is a good character move. Like when you can learn yes. to keep your word early on That's right. uh, and, and stay the course, like Ken is saying, there's even a, a character quality to that Mitchell of, uh, that's a great value of great value. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think, I think you're doing awesome. And like Ken said, I think, we're going to look down the future. Mitchell yeah. will have his own company at some point in life for yeah. sure. <laughs> Patience is a superpower. I wish I'd have known that at 20. Patience, it really does pay off. All right, so here's another, uh, let's see if this is another grandpa move. Ah, Your words. Motor, let's go motors. north of, Let's go north of the border. You said that earlier too. I was but like, I'm going to say it are, again because that's where it are. is. Toronto, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth is there. Elizabeth, how can we help? Hi. Hi, Ken <laughs> and Rachel. Greetings from the sunny Toronto, sunny and dry Toronto. Oh, well, that's nice because it is wet here in Nashville today. So That's exactly why I'm saying sunny and dry over here. We're boasting from the north that we have sun and dryness. That's fantastic. How can we help you today, Elizabeth? So um, I want to know um, whether or not I should pay off my mortgage or my HELOC. And I know Ramsey says, pay off the HELOC, but that's the only two debt I have. And I was focusing on paying off the HELOC until I ran into a snag this yeah, uh, today where um, I maxed out the amount that I could pay within one year, which is 15%. And um, I can't do anything more with the HELOC because I locked in for five years um, variable rate. It's now at 3.58, and this is where we're at. Now, the mortgage, on the other hand, um, so the HELOC, I have 79,389 left on that, 79,389. And the mortgage, I have 129,500 on that. Uh, My mortgage is coming due um, December 1st, 2022. The rate, it's a locked rate at 2.54. So I don't know I, uh, what to do right now um, with these two. I know he says pay off the HELOC, but where we're at right now, I'm a little stumped because I can't pay anything more without paying a penalty on the HELOC of that. going over. Was there an option, mm-hmm. Elizabeth, to roll it into your mortgage? There is an option in December. Yeah, you could I, look I, into I do that. I because... didn't to do that, but... Yeah, you'll be paying both debts off and it'll be a lower interest rate if you do that. We always say to pay off the HELOC if, and put it in baby step two if it's half of your annual income. But all the math that you're, that you're throwing at me, I'm assuming that's probably not the case. So if you can just roll it into your mortgage, 
that's an option to get a lower interest rate and then attack it. But you're doing you're doing great, Elizabeth. Thanks so much. Thanks yeah, for the call. Thank you so much for the call. By the way, I like the way she said your name. I might Rachel. I might call you Rachel. I love it. The rest of the show. <laughs> I like Because I'm north of the border. <laughs> oh, folks. The things that around. irritate Ra- Rachelle Cruz. <laughs> uh, so fun. Hey, don't move. More of the Ramsey Show coming up. So here's a quick math refresher. There are only 24 hours in a day, so your business needs to streamline tasks that are time suckers and focus on activities that make money. So to reduce headaches as they scale, smart businesses use NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite helps you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform. So join the more than 37,000 smart businesses like Ramsey Solutions that have done the math and graduated to NetSuite. And right now you can download NetSuite's KPI checklist absolutely free at netsuite.com slash Ramsey. That's netsuite.com slash Ramsey. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Rachel Cruz joins me this hour as we take your calls. 888-825-5225. That is the toll-free number. Dalton is up in San Antonio, Texas. Dalton, how can we help? Hey, guys. First off, thank you so much for taking my call. Really love the show. Love all y'all. Thank you. My question is this. Yes, no problem. My question is this. Should I stay in my current sales job as an RV salesman? Or should I go back to school and pursue law school? Okay. So what's on the other side of law school for you? What does that look like, that vision? So I uh, have been passionate about uh, justice and law. And so a career that I can actually see myself doing and being able to help people. um, Not only that, it's, also something that I can make money doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so also uh, the vision there is, I mean, I don't want to limit myself, mm-hmm. but because I know there are several different pathways once you become an attorney, mm-hmm. but probably going to try to focus on helping veterans out. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So I just wanted to hear your heart behind it, you know, because when somebody asks me a question like that, it's, it's, it's like, well, if you want to be a lawyer, you got to go to law school. And I, I am no fan of grad school for just for the sake of burnishing your resume. Uh, but in this case, it's obviously relevant. You got to do it. Uh, so the question is, what what do you have saved? Um, because I, I have an idea for you that I don't think most people know about. I had the privilege of interviewing a guy who's a lawyer who wrote this small little booklet and blew my mind about how you can go to law school for free. And I'm going to tell you about that in a second. But I want to know what's your target schools, what kind of money do you have set aside, because we don't want you to go into debt, and law school can be unbelievably expensive. Gotcha, gotcha. So I um, actually don't have any debt. I'm on baby step three, mm-hmm. um, saving my emergency fund, working on that. The thing is, is my grandmother, when she passed away, she left 
um, in her 401k, um, a certain amount of money that my dad actually has access to every year. And that is what is helping pay off my brothers, my sisters, and eventually will help pay off my um, student loans by God's grace. Yeah. Um, well, but I still so, don't want you to, I, I would rather that money maybe go towards paying for some of the school and cash flowing. Sure. So let me tell you about this and you got to do your homework. Okay. So you're going to have to do your homework sure, yes, on sure. law schools that you're interested in, but here's the simple process. There are all of the big, shiny, impressive, like Vanderbilt law or Harvard law. Um, but there are, you wouldn't believe like all of the state schools uh, smaller schools that you've never heard of that have law programs. And if you score a certain number, and it's very high, so you can go do the research. This is readily available uh, on the LSAT, which is the entrance exam right. for law school. Uh, certain scores, and you can take the LSAT, by the way, Dalton, as many times as you want. And I, that, to me, would be the play, because if you get a certain score, law schools will ask you to come to their law school and give you a full ride. Hmm. And the reason is because they're looking to put out successful lawyers. So I want you to know that's not some scheme. That's not a, a pipe dream. That's real. And I would really implore you to think about that because here's what I know, Rachel. Um, I've not had to deal with lawyers very much. I had to hire a lawyer a few times on just contract stuff, nothing big. But I, you know what? I've never asked them where they went to law school. Yeah. Yeah. Same with doctors. Yeah. Right. Last time you went and got a checkup. You're check in the hospital and you're like, I need to start. Okay, okay, all right. It wasn't like, well, if you didn't go to one of these three schools. Right, right. I'm As they're rolling different... you back to the ER yeah, right. or the operating room and I'm you're gonna... like, yeah. yeah, nobody cares. So, Dalton, that's what I, I, I want the money. First of all, go get really clear with your dad. What's the allocation sure. for me for law school? And instead of thinking about applying that to a loan, how about we apply that to any tuition or maybe housing or something that you might need to make this transition. So that's what I want you to hear. Yes, you should go to law school. Don't rush, all right, because law school is going to be there. The veterans and the people you want to help with that law degree are going to be there. So I'd get my ducks in a row is what I'm saying here, and I would really, really encourage you. If you're a good student and a good test taker, I was not, but if you are, that's a viable option to save and just crazy amount of money. Yeah, for you sure, is sure. what's more of the motivation helping veterans in life or is it more being a lawyer? So And it could be both. I mean, I guess you could say both. Yeah. Uh, that's a great question. Um uh I am a veteran myself and uh, short story long, I had a lot of things happen to me and was administratively discharged mm. from the Air Force. And I just got off the phone with an attorney and they, with the South Texas College of Law, and she told me that they are going to be able to take my case for free this semester to help me get that all situated and all fixed up. Mm. And after getting off that call, it was a con confirmation. If I could do that one day for another mm. veteran, or even, even if I could do that one day for someone else who's struggling mm -hmm. um, with any type of situation uh, or legal matter, it, it would make the world of difference. Yeah. Uh, Dalton, it, forgive the ignorance of this if it's an ignorant question, but does the GI Bill not come into play for you on law school? So it's, it's up in the air. After okay. getting off that phone call with that attorney, it, it's looking like I have a lot greater chances of being able to use that GI Bill. Okay. But if you were um, taken off for leave, then yeah. That's part of mm -hmm. what's going on. Okay, I got you. All right. That makes sense, yep, yeah. And the only reason... That's the full story. I asked that question, Dalton, is I'm like, you know, not steering you away from law school by any means. 
Um, but continuing to look at options. We talk about options on the show all the time. Yep. But like, where's a way that I can do that and help in a way um, that may not require a law degree? Like, is, is that an option at all? Because law school, it's expensive. It's long, all of that. But if being a lawyer is... And the and the legal system is a real big passion of yours. Then obviously you need to go. But I just wanted to clarify and make yeah. sure that um, that you can't get that passion served in other positions besides just being a lawyer. But that's great, and I and I hope that it all goes uh, in your favor for sure. Yeah, because uh, that will help with yeah the GI Bill. That's a great call out, Dalton. Thank you so much for your service. Yes, and, yes. Uh, thank thank you, you for the call. Let's go to Gabriel in Fort Worth, Texas. Gabriel, how can we help? Howdy. Yeah, so I've I've got a pretty good question for you guys. We're uh, I'm trying to figure out if I should sell our house to pay off our debt, or to stay in the home and find a job that would help, you know, kind of pay toward the debt faster. And if I chose the job side, I'd go from corporate style to a startup business. Okay, um, how much is your mortgage payment a month, percentage wise, for your overall budget? Uh, it's twenty, yeah, twenty five percent. So it's fifteen seventy five. Okay. And uh, I make ninety thousand a year. Okay. Yeah, I mean, selling the house. I mean, especially since it's not a huge part of your budget, which is great. It's what we teach that it doesn't eat into everything. That. Um, and how much? Sorry, how much debt do you guys have? We have twenty two thousand in car, which is one vehicle, and then six thousand in medical. How much could you sell the and car both for? Of them are, uh, more than that, more than the twenty-two. Why wouldn't you just get rid of the car? About thirty, probably. Yeah, probably thirty-two thousand. So it'd be thirty-two, good. and it's you could you could sell it, knock everything out, and have four grand hanging around. Knock out your all the all your debt. Yeah, and that way, I guess we wouldn't have to have a sell the home or yes, or yeah. Another and job. I and I don't not I do not like you trying to make more money with a startup. It's too risky, okay. and it's not necessary. Yeah, your, your house payment's not out of control. No, it's not the house. The house isn't the issue. It's yeah. it's you guys buckling down. Are you guys on a strict budget? Are you are you sitting down very, before yeah, the month begins? Strict. Okay, you know exactly where we your are. money's going. Okay, that's great. Sell the car, baby. Oh yeah, I'd get rid of that. Okay. Get rid of it. Sell it. Nothing. Yeah, I I would. I mean, you owe twenty two thousand. You get thirty two for it. You gain ten. Pay oh, off the get- credit cards at six. Have four left. Yeah, you're driving around a clunker for a while. Who cares? Save up. Use that four to throw towards something else. Save up a little bit. You make great income. Yeah, don't sell. No, you don't need to sell the house. Get real. Yeah, thank you're you good. so much for the call. You guys are so close. Stay the course. Thank you so much for the call. All right, folks, don't move. More of the Ramsey Show coming right up. Ramsey Show. Thrilled to have you with us. I'm Ken Coleman. Rachel Cruz joins me as we are here taking your calls. 888-825-5225. We're talking about your life, whether that's your money situation, your work situation, 
Uh, we are here to help today. Let's go to Ogden, Utah. Connor is there. Connor, how can we help? Uh, yeah, thank you for taking my call. Um, so my wife and I are about ready to move out of our home. We have a little daughter, and we're outgrowing it. Um, so I've been looking at our options, and uh, because my parents are so generous and we've been so blessed, uh, they told us about a week ago that they're going to be giving all their kids uh, an inheritance early so they could watch and spend it. And the inheritance is about $300,000. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. And so that opens up a lot of options for us. Uh, we have been kind of weighing it in our heads. And one of the things is uh, our current home is in a college town, and, and we've been thinking about maybe just paying that off with 100000 or 115000 is what we, we owe on it still, um, and then renting it out, and then using the other 200000 as a down payment to our next house, which would get us a comfortable house payment. Um, but the other option is we thought maybe we would just sell this house now and take the 200000 in equity and put it towards our next down payment along with 300000 or whatever to, to basically buy our next house in, in cash and not have a house payment. So we're just trying to figure out between those two options what what would you, maybe there's another option that I'm not thinking about either that you can fill me in on. Um, no, not off not off the top of my head of what you guys want to do. I mean, I think this is a really smart move, and I think a beautiful way to honor your parents and the the legacy and the inheritance that they're giving you. I'm sure they would appreciate seeing this versus <laughs> taking. 18 trips around the world or something. Yeah, I mean, sure. I don't know. There's something about it that is like, oh, there's like a stability. It's an investment. Um, Which you way guys are you family leaning? And all that. I'm curious to know, are you two leaning the same way? One of you leaning one way, one leaning the other? Uh, my wife is, is leaning a little bit towards the renting. Um, and, and I'm kind of honestly in the middle. I, I could see it either way. I, I like the idea of having that extra stream of income yeah. coming in every single month. Um, but there's also that feeling of just not having any debt at all with our next home yeah, and, and just being free and clear. Connor, do y'all want to be landlords? Like the idea of an investment property sounds like, oh, that sounds great. And yes, there's passive income. And mm -hmm. I come from a real estate family. My husband loves real estate. So like I get it. But because of that, I also know all of the work that goes in. And then you said college town that I'm sure you can find the great group of college students to rent it out, but you're also renting mm. it out to college students. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. or, or possibly you could obviously not do that. But I mean, the landlord thing, it's that's not just a, oh yeah, that's cool and fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, it ends up kind of being a part-time job. And if you're working full-time, I'll be honest, it, it may land into your wife's lap of her having to go and fix the, the sink breaks. And they, you know, like it's, it's, a, mm -hmm. it's a thing too. So I just want you guys to keep in mind. So it is a great, yeah. a great way to have... Um, I mean, passive income but I, if i were you i would just be free and clear and then if you guys want to save up because you won't have a mortgage if you just sold it and um and then paid cash for your primary residence yeah i mean that's that's phenomenal then you could save up a lot and if you guys chose to go into real estate investing then then you could and start small uh, maybe even a different location right, right. yeah like okay. so so fun little exercise how much do you think you could get Per month for that house in the college town. If you paid it off with some of this inheritance, how much? Thirteen fifty is about what the rent would be. Okay, so again, you know, what's that going to end up being? Uh, Eighteen, nineteen thousand dollars, twenty thousand. I'm not really great at math, but somewhere in that range, right? Mm -hmm. 
15, 16, something like that. So you have to sit there with your wife and go, okay, here's the income that this would spit off, but that doesn't include the expenses which Rachel say, was it's touching not gonna on. It's not going to just be that. It's yeah. not going to be free and no. clear fifteen to $18,000. Right. You're going to have to replace carpet in three years. You're going to probably repaint the wall. I mean, it's just, yeah, I think it's, that's it's a, a thing. I learned that one from George. I was with George George Campbell, threw that at a caller the other day. I was like, that's a really good exercise because it's like, is it worth- Is it worth all the work? Mm-hmm. Let's just call it net, just for easy numbers, $14,000 a year. You're going to have expenses. You're just going to. And right. you got right. all of this for fourteen grand. And to Rachel's point, like, what's the trade-off on like a huge down payment or buying, buying a house cash, you know, in this point in your marriage? So I'd get rid of the house too. I really would. Okay. It's just, a, but I mean, you got to sit down with your wife and cast yeah, vision and on not, that. I don't think there's a wrong answer here. That's because correct. Something, because one of them is going to be right. paid off. If you were going to still have debt on an, and debt on a primary residence, I would tell you to get rid of it hands down. But uh, for it being paid off, there's not, yeah, it's not right or wrong. It's just truly where you guys want to put your time and your efforts. You know, if it's, if it's, my dad or my husband they're probably going to keep it because they love real estate and they're like oh it is worth it because of you know they just it's part of what they love but to me i'm like and the college oh man i just remember that i remember renting a house in college mm-hmm. oh I man know. winston it's, lived with like six guys in a uh, rental house and it disgusting. was so, i'm already disgusted it was terrible oh yeah it block parties and terrible. games and all that kind of stuff yeah we were good renters though my group of my my group of friends we were very clean. We were, we took care of that house. All I, right. We were. I was an old soul. Yeah. Well. In the college days. Yeah. I think you're still an old soul. Oh, I'll take not it. as old as me though. Apparently, not, with my little not phrases. Not quite north of the border. Yeah. My goodness. <laughs> Melissa's up in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Don't get me started on Chattanooga. Melissa, <laughs> how can we help? Hi, Rachel. Hi, Ken. It is a pleasure to speak with you today. I'm so grateful. Um, I'm in a situation now. Um, I have a possible fork in my career path, and I'm hoping you can kind of help me unpack it a little bit. Sure. Um, So what's going on? I had my quarterly check-in with my supervisor today. Now, it's kind of a backstory. We work for a big company who has two retail locations. I work for the smaller of the two, and it's quite a bit smaller. Um, I manage, I oversee it, and I have three teammates who work for me. Um, so we've been working really, really hard for a few years now, uh, even through COVID and all of that, on expanding, growing, providing more service for people. And um, we're at the point where the the company, or the, the building that we rent, we have a, possibly having our lease being bought out by somebody else who shares the building. Now, we're not in a position where we can rent a new location. We've got a really sweet deal at this building. So what it sounds like, I've got probably a 60 to 75% chance that we are going to close my location Mm -hmm. and we're going to be absorbed into the bigger location. My teammates will blend just fine. The thing that we run into is my position. Um, My director is super awesome, super supportive, and really thinks that there is a path of progression for me to take her position um, as she plans to exit the company in the next two to three years i i'm not so confident but i'm also kind of interested i think maybe it would be a a huge leap from assistant manager to director um but i'm I'm just not sure what what i want to think right now (laughs) so what would be i get it so what would the interim look like so if they shut this down the smaller location where you're in a manager position and and mm-hmm. then you go to the bigger location, you're underneath that director. What role are you in? Are you making the same amount of money? 
Um, we just started discussing that. It would be a new role created for me, sort of a GM in training, um, along with whatever else. So I actually get a legit paycheck with a legit job at the other location while I'm training and, and helping uh, helping the business grow, but also learning the ropes sure. of what right. it would mean to be a director over okay. there. Okay. If you knew that the path was two to three years, it was guaranteed you were going to replace her, would you be on the phone with us? I'm pretty sure it could happen. I'm just not sure if it's the right choice for me. That's what I'm asking. <laughs> if okay, that makes so sense. so yeah, okay. So you're not sure if that's the long-term play for you. And I love yeah. that. So uh, how soon is a decision going to be made where you're going to have to choose? I got about 30 seconds, so give me the quick answer. Um we're looking at probably end of year we'll know what's going to happen with the lease. All right, so and here's I what I would decide do. decide if I'm staying or going. All right, so here's what I would do. I would spend time right now thinking about your long-term future, knowing that you have a safe option to at least take this for the interim while you still figure this out. Okay, so I just want you to breathe. Stay with the company until you figure it out long term. Hang on the line. Let's get you an assessment, the Get Clear Career Assessment. I'll give that to you, a link and a code. I want you to take that as you consider long term what your options are. But I'm glad you're stable right now. Thank you for the call. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back, America. You are listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Rachel Cruz joins me in studio as we take your calls this hour. Now, folks, you're hearing a lot of people in the news, the talking heads. You're reading headlines about the real estate market. And if you believe them, you're going to think, oh, the housing market's going to crash. It's going to be a repeat of the 2008 housing crisis. But I can tell you, you're not hearing the truth. You can't make decisions based on fear. You need the facts. Here they are. In 2008, there was a massive supply of homes, but not enough buyer demand. So home prices dropped. But that's not what's happening in today's market right now. There are half as many homes for sale and twice as many buyers. This means the home values, while you may see prices coming off of the inflated prices, but values aren't going down. Uh, So if you're ready to buy or sell a home, you don't have to wait. You can still win in this market, but you got to work with somebody who actually knows the market and make sure that you've got a guide to walk you through the process. And we've done the hard work here at Ramsey Solutions to vet agents that know your local market and have the experience of transactions to back up their advice. To connect with one of our Ramsey trusted agents for free, go to RamseySolutions.com slash agent. That's RamseySolutions.com slash agent. Alyssa is up in Redding, California. Alyssa, how can we help? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. How are you doing today? We're having a blast. What's going on? <laughs> um, so me and my fiance, I'm excited to say we're getting married October 1st. Hey! Um, Congratulations. <laughs> yes. Thank you. So we're kind of prepping up our lives. <laughs> um, we both finished the, the three baby steps. Um, we are ready to like start going to town on like saving up all of our money towards a down payment. We just finished up paying off our wedding. So we're good to go. Nice. Um, we th- thank you. Yeah. The only thing that the only problem we have here is, um, well, not problem. Just we need to figure out what to do. Is in January, Jacob is uh, changing his. Uh, he's going through his credentialing program, so he'll be starting as a student teacher 
for six months, he will not be getting pay. He just works 40 hours a week and doesn't get paid. So mm-hmm. uh, we're planning for that because we're like, okay, well, what do we need to do then? I make $2,600 a month, like as far as like after taxes come out, after I save my 15% towards retirement, I have $2,600. Um, we're currently looking for a place to settle down to together as our first home. Um, so we're looking at a place for 1500 We We're trying to figure out kind of how much we should also, we both have three months saved of an emergency fund. So we're kind of figuring out what should our strategy be? Should we like stockpile it up to six months? And then like, I don't know, we're kind of looking for strategy here. If you guys have any. Um, What's the yeah, number? You said you both have, questions. you said you both have emergency funds. What's in each of your funds? So four thousand for each of us. Okay. For each, so so, so eight, eight thousand total. Eight total. Do you guys have any debt? No debt. No, no debt. debt. Okay. And what would his income be again? You may have said it. Uh, what would it, if he, I know he's without income for six months, starting in January. What what income has he been making up to this point per month? Right now, he can't. Uh, I think he's at five thousand gross, but we can save thirty seven to forty seven hundred dollars off his paycheck. They fluctuate through the end of December. Great. Okay. After his living expenses. Great. And I can save 1000 so, or sorry, he's 20, together, sorry, he can do twenty-seven to 3700 saved off after living expenses. I could do 1000 So together, after we live, we can save thirty-seven to 4700 through December on our paycheck. Great. Okay. And that sets you up for that next six months. Yeah, that's just kind of the, yeah, I would have a separate, I would have the, I would have the 8000 just for y'all's emergency fund. And then whatever money you guys have saved, you're going to earmark that, right? Fifteen, twenty thousand, whatever it ends up being uh, at the end of the year. And then that's where you that you're, and you need to run out your numbers too, um, as as much as you can figure out. Okay, how do we um, look at our expenses once we're married, and how much per month will we need? Yep. Uh, and make sure that that total number is okay. And that can just kind of be like your side bank that you're just pulling money out each month and you got to be really diligent about it. Um, but also, I mean, the numbers you gave too, besides the savings, it's around 1100 left after your rent or your mortgage after looking for a $1,500 place. So that's not a lot. I mean, you guys are like... Yeah, I think there's a little bit more I hustle know. involved yeah, here. So I'm, I'm just wondering for him really at tight. night, at night, what's he going to yes. be doing after hours? And you guys are going to be newly married. And so like, it's not fun, but there's a little bit of this like adult life of like hey i've chosen this track and i'm gonna do that that doesn't mean at four o'clock when he's done student teaching that y'all just are gonna hang out he's probably gonna have a job you're not coming home and watching judge judy you know you're probably gonna be working at night like maybe you know at least four times a week or something and And i would say even now i I think there's two choices yeah yeah. that's a good point i i I, if if he's sitting here with me i'm putting my arm around him saying hey man uh you need to go all in right now before the wedding. You're working crazy hours, stocking up what that six-month number needs to be. Yeah. Based on what Rachel said, she's right, that living expense budget, what do we need so that we're not stressing at six months? The last thing you all want is to be newlyweds, and he's starting a new career, which is already hard. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. and and then he's not getting paid, even though he knows it's he's paying his dues. This is all psychology. Well, that, and then you're struggling. I would not be buying a house either. I would oh, be renting. Oh, no, I would rent. I would be renting. So, yeah, so rent, rent, rent. But yeah, I, don't, don't yeah. be a homeowner right now during all of this, because you guys are newly married, number one. Number two, this added stress yeah. of what could come up that you guys wouldn't be able to cover yeah. uh, if something comes up in the yeah. house versus where a landlord can. I mean, you're going to be... Yeah. So finding place to rent... Um, 
And, you know, it was funny. I was talking to George Campbell, actually, uh, right before the show. And we were talking about, we were laughing because we're like, HGTV ruins our generation <laughs> as much as we love, you know. Why is that? Because of our expectations now of oh, what a house has to be and, yeah. what it, and what it should be. And then you can add in right. uh, social media in the middle of that and Instagram. But what houses and living is like today versus like yeah. even you know george and i which we were you're you're an elder here at the table compared to me ken all but, the shots at but my age the, today but in the 90s you know when i grew up in the early 90s like i know what our house was like as kids yeah. paper thin doors your bathrooms you shared it was tiny <laughs> That's like, so true like it just was yeah, i remember that. those doors and so you just like that was life then that was yeah. normal and now the expectation so listen i'm saying all this to say when you are newlyweds there is a, an even heightened uh, emotional pull towards we want to create a beautiful home and yeah. have like all of this yeah. and it's just so beautiful and blah, blah, blah. but yes you want your space to be great but don't have a have a big a look in the mirror and just say we are going to have contentment with this and we're going to be smart we're not going to go financially in the hole and, yeah. and make a stupid move on a house when we can't afford it uh, just to live in that level yeah. of like oh, what it should be and what you think it is. You know what I mean? Like there's. I agree with you. This is the adventure it. time. Live yeah. live in a room over a garage that some old lady owns or something and save even more money. Yeah. Let your husband move into that student teaching thing with zero stress and you all focus on your relationship. This is the, I mean, I remember my mom and dad were in town recently and these stories, I hope we don't do this to our kids. They were like, <laughs> you will. well, we lived in a 900 square, yeah. my, my dad doesn't even talk like that. I don't know why I'm doing that voice, but you know, we live in a 900 square foot apartment over top of a pharmacy, yeah. you know, and I'm like, <laughs> like I'm supposed to react to that. I don't remember it. But you think about that, 900 square feet, yeah, two-room two apartment. They said two-room. It was like, it was their bedroom, and then everything else was like, I think the bathroom yeah. and the kitchen was all like- Right there, yep. And you think about that, and you go, okay. I mean, the jury's out whether or not I turned out okay. I mean, I realize <laughs> now the skeptics. But, you, you know, we survived. And, yes, and yes. I don't even remember that. Yes, that's and right. And certainly that's right. As, a, as a newlywed couple with no kids- Yes, just don't get into the newlywed romanticizing about the living situation. I like what, what I'm you saying. said about HTV. You know, we need to be telling these young couples go for the before house, not the after oh, house. Oh, Ken. Huh? I'm That's trying great. to pay attention. I'm trying to be involved with this younger thing like you're doing. That. I like that. So instead That's of the good. flip, instead of the other side yeah, of the flip, go to the first house. I know. Go to the before, get stable, then maybe you could flip it down the line. Yeah, for sure. I know. I do love HGTV. No, it's great. We were kind of just joking. We were like Chip and Joe, you know, we love them, obsessed. But also, they ruined us with Shiplap. We just feel like everything Isn't needs to be Shiplap forever. Even oh, though I feel like that's even fading, right? Is it? I think so, a little bit. Whereas Ken was just thankful to have running water in his log cabin. when he <laughs> Yeah, I lived in a log cabin. I'm so glad that you were concerned about Shiplap. <laughs> I grew up eating Spam. <laughs> Go research Spam, all you young 20-somethings. I ate that hey, every day. Hey, hamburger helper. Oh, that's not spam. Like spam wouldn't even clear USDA qualifications. Hey, spam. it's been a fun hour. Thanks to the team in the booth. Thanks to you, America. She's Rachel Cruz. I'm Ken Coleman. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's Rachel Cruz, co-host on The Ramsey Show. If you want to do your debt-free scream live on the show, visit RamseySolutions.com slash debt-free scream. We'd love for you to come to Nashville and tell Dave your story. That's RamseySolutions.com slash debt-free scream.
If you enjoy this podcast, you should check out other great podcasts from the Ramsey Network, like the Dr. John Deloney Show. Mental health challenges and hurting relationships happen to everyone, but they don't have to define you. I'm Dr. John Deloney, and I help people navigate through the messy things in their lives on the Dr. John Deloney Show. I'll walk alongside you as you face parenting, marriage, and other relationship challenges. And I'll walk alongside you as you try to connect with people, as you face depression, overcome anxiety, and learn how to change your life. Listen, I want you to be well. Listen to The Dr. John Deloney Show wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.